0: Hello again, this is Mr. Pole Jingles. Today I am at William Jewell Disc Golf Course in Liberty, Missouri. Uh, Came up here this afternoon, it's uh, about 12.20 in the afternoon. It's very overcast, it rained quite a bit this morning, but it seems to be relatively dry out here. I've never played this disc golf course, it's mostly because it's a little bit further away than I usually like to drive, but I had the afternoon off from work again So, I'm going to go back to work tomorrow Boo! Boo work! Um, But I thought I'd go ahead and try and squeeze in one more uh, round So, um, I'm up to hole number one There is a bag hanger, Treesbane I thought you'd enjoy that Um, They do have some fairly decent uh, signs I am right next to what appears to be either a football field or a soccer field or something like that I can't quite see it because I have a little bit of a hill going over there uh, they have rectangular tea boxes they have basically pea um, gravel uh, with some dirt um, and they're not exactly railroad ties as I've seen in the past, but mostly like four by four um, pieces of wood nailed into the ground so uh, I wish they were concrete, but they're that's okay um, the first hole looks like it's going to be. 325 feet, um, is what it says, and it is kind of a dogleg left, so it'll be on the other side of whatever kind of field this is. So I'm going to bust out the Star T-Devil Distance Driver. Um, It is a little bit of uphill, so I'm hoping to kind of hyzer it around some trees that are in front of me. Uh, There does not seem to be very many people here. I am right over by the baseball field. Um, There's one other car parked here, but that's about it. School is probably not quite in session. Probably starts here in a few weeks. So anyway, that's kind of my introduction and hole number one. So here we go. All right, just wrapped up hole number one. And I rode the Bowie bus over to hole number two. So I hit a tree right on my first drive. So that really shortened the length of my drive. It was on a good path, but bam, hit it. And then I had my second shot, and it was short, and so was my, um, third short, and then I just had a little tap-in for the bogey. Um, hole number four, or hole number two looks pretty gosh darn challenging. Um, it is downhill, which is nice, but it is, appears to be about 433, according to the sign. The signs are quite nice. They have some good, um... Oh, uh, it looks like a little blue grass kind of thing going on. A little blue stem, something, whatever you call it. Maybe some sedum and then some rocks going, going around there. There's been a nice gardener that's been working on that. So that's good. Um, you have to play it through quite a few little trees here on your first, on your drive. And if you don't get it through there, you're kind of, kind of screwed. So there's a very narrow window. I'm not sure if this really ought to be a par three or maybe it should be a par four, but... Uh, we'll play it as par three. That's how Mr. Polejangles does it. Um, God, I don't know what to, I don't, I guess I'll go with the TL3. Maybe I should just go with, maybe I'll go with the Buzz. I'm gonna go with the Buzz on the drive. So, it seems like it's throwing the, the straightest out of all my, my discs right now. So, I'll let you know how I do on hole number two at William Jewell Disc Golf Course. Here we go. Alright, pretty frustrated, um, I had a pretty decent drive, I had a pretty decent second shot, and I muffed the freaking putt. It was about 18 feet, and, I don't know, something got in my head and I just didn't make it. So right now, I'm on the hunt for hole number three. Um, I don't know, I I see a bench over here, I'm really close to the softball field, but I'm not seeing the tee box for hole number three. I'm not a big fan of this trying to put a disc golf course right next to a bunch of other crap. Um, It never really works out well. So it looks like I'm gonna have to consult the map. Um, Yeah, I guess I'm in the bullpen section of the softball field and that probably won't work. So let me go do a little reconnaissance and I'll do check my map and see if I can figure out where hole number three is supposed to be. Here we go. All right, so I finally found um, the number three tee pad. This is going to be a, a downhill shot. It looks like it's going to be 375, um, to the hole. There seems to be a Creek, um, and a line of trees that goes through the Creek. And then there's about a 15 foot wide, uh, hole. I guess that's supposed to be your target. You're supposed to throw through. Um, if you can get across the Creek on the throw, it looks like a actual, that spot is probably about 310 to 315. So it'd be a pretty decent throw for myself to get it through there and over. So I might want to play it short and a little bit off to the right. I think I saw the uh, hole as I was walking over here. Um, There is quite a bit of distance between the actual last basket and where the um, next tee is or the next T-pad. So, um, not crazy about that. They should have some arrows, but, uh, probably the course is mostly played by William Jewell students, and once you played it once, you probably just intuitively know where to go. So, um, yeah. I'm not gonna take too many points away from him on that. So, um, the, so far the T-pads haven't been too bad, but I'm surprised on how hard the holes are uh, that they just don't go ahead and pour some concrete. They obviously have some money for athletics, um, seems like they would just go ahead and pour permanent T-pads. These obviously have been here for quite a while, so... Anyway, um, I'm gonna throw the TL3 on this shot, uh, we'll just see how it goes. Um, I don't think the T-pads are quite long enough. I wish that they were probably about... two and a half feet longer. Um, so, that's just my own preference. All right, so here we go, hole number three. All right, so the par train has arrived. I was able to. I, I really didn't actually throw that good of a drive. It was well to the left of where I wanted to be, but fortunately there was just a little window that I could throw my putter through towards the um, towards the basket, and I got it through that window. And on my second shot, and then it was pretty easy um, par that I nonetheless actually almost missed it, it was only about 15 feet But uh, regardless, hey, I'm on the par train, that's all that really matters I'm up to hole number 4 And the T-pad has kind of changed a little bit So instead of having wooden uh, stakes holding the gravel and dirt in place It now is some rocks So uh, maybe this was done in a series of different eras Maybe we'll find a concrete T-pad as we move up ahead uh, there is a big elevation change for this one. Not big, I shouldn't say. It's not like a mountain or anything. But uh, it's probably a raise of 10 or 15 feet. It's about two, let's see, 270 or 80 feet, it looks like. Um, it's supposed to be the red one, so 280 feet. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and throw the TL3, even though it peeled off to the left a little bit more than I wanted it to. Maybe I'll just compensate on that. But I mean, if I got a par out of the last one. It feels like I should just go ahead and run it back with that one, so um, gonna go ahead and throw good old TL3 on hole number four. Um, the sun has broken out, so it's getting really humid and muggy. Um, this is quite a... I mean, it's a, it's a very challenging nine-hole course, which uh, there's a lot of length on it. This is—it seems to be the shortest one so far. We'll see how it progresses as we get to later on in the round. So here we go, hole number four. Hey all right the uh the... all right, so it looks like I experienced a little bit of technical difficulties on after hole number four, so I did par hole number four just for what it's worth, and on hole number five uh I had to cross the street and then uh it's a downhill shot, and it took me a little bit of looking to find the hole, but it was tucked away to the right as I was throwing downhill, so it's a little after the fact, but I wanted to bring everybody up to speed. So everything wasn't kind of confusing for the next chunks of information. So there you go. All right. Hole number five down and I got another par. So I'm happy about that. Um, I had an okay drive. Um, I had a, a decent second shot. I almost threw it into the creek. There's a little Um, creek that kind of runs through here, it was fairly dry, so it's not really that big of a deal. Um, but I did get just a touch, touch in the woods, um, and was able to throw through some tree limbs and save par. So, I'm up to hole number six. Hole number six is at the bottom of the hill that I was just throwing down, and kind of plays along the creek bed. Um, there is, the creek is on your right, and... Then there's a stand of trees that you gotta go through. Um, and then kind of you gotta go through another gap too to find the hole. So I just kind of started walking the hole to make sure I knew exactly where it was. Um, I do, I'm gonna try and throw my buzz here, I think. And uh, just cause I think placement's a little bit more key on this shot than on distance. I wanna just kind of get it out there about, oh, I don't know, one, 170-ish, um, but not try to get it into the trees too much. So I'm going to try to put a slight anhyzer. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that this will not work. But I'm going to do a standing shot rather than a full walk-up approach just because it's a pretty narrow gap to get through. Um, anyway, I'll let you know how I do. Hole number six at William Jewell uh, Disc Golf Course in Liberty, Missouri. Alright, so I'm going to take back what I had to say about this course not being quite as good as Hidden Valley. I actually think this is a little bit better course. Um, It's probably not laid out as well, but the shots themselves um, probably are more challenging and a little bit more varied than the Hidden Valley. I kind of like the fact that Hidden Valley, it's intuitive where the next one is, but I just looked at the map. seven, I can see both the seven hole and the eight hole from the 7th T-pad, so I had to check the map and make sure I knew which one was the right one to throw to. And based on looking at that map, it looks like I throw to 7, then the T-pad for 8 should be right over there, throw down to 8, but then I have to walk all the way back across the number 8 uh, drive to get to number 9 to throw in the opposite direction. So that's, that's kind of silly. Um, they probably could have done that in a different way, in my opinion. Um, not that my opinion matters too much. Um, so hole number seven, I, I, hole number six. Let me get back to that. Um, I almost threw it into the Creek off of the drive. It was hanging on the side of the, uh, embankment. Um, I picked up my disc, put my foot down and about fell on my ass into the Creek, which was kind of funny. Um, anyway, I was able to reestablish my spot and, um, get a decent, second shot, and then an easy layup for the third one. So I'm up to hole number seven. Oh, some Weisenheimer has blacked out, or maybe that's mold. I can't quite tell. It's hard to say how far away this particular shot is. It looks like it's going over some kind of creek. If I had to make a guess, I would say this is about 350 to 360, something like that. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to actually throw the buzz rather than a faster driver, because I'm going to try to lay up short so I don't get it actually into the, um, whatchamacallit, the creek. I'll probably throw it into the creek no matter what, but uh, we'll just have to see. I'll let you I know how it goes. Hopefully this will go a little bit straighter than some of my other shots. So um, I'm hoping to put it around to... 70-ish, something like that, where I could maybe get a potential look to go across the creek. The, the hole is at just on the other side of the creek, so I'd have a decent birdie look if I could just get it to the this side of the creek. So I'll let you know how I do. Here it goes. All right, hole number seven is down. I did have my best look at birdie to date. Um, pretty much everything went off according to plan. I threw it a little bit to the right of where I wanted it, but about the right length. Um had a decent look at uh Birdie, but I left it just a little bit short. Um that happens from time to time. So I should mention that today is election day in the great states of Kansas and Missouri. Um it's primary. I kind of call it a fake election. It's not really any kind of you don't get to get any kind of office based on this, I guess unless you're running unopposed. But um I did vote. Uh, this is probably the very first primary I've ever actually voted in, because I just kind of think of them as not being, um, all that interesting, but, uh, I did. Um, I'm not going to tell you exactly who I voted for you, but I can tell you who I voted against, and those SOBs, Kobach and Yoder, I hope that they, uh, do not pass the primary. My guess is that they probably will, but I voted against them. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, and probably by the time this podcast gets up, we'll know more information and, uh, We'll see how things go. Um, hopefully, if you are out there and you're eligible to vote, then you did your civic duty as well. But anyway, we're up to hole number eight. Um, hole number eight is a lengthy shot. It says it's a three, 340 or 350, depending on if it's the red or the uh, gold, uh, what do you call it? Pole hole. I guess my, my name is Mr. Paul Jangles, I should remember that. Um, I'm guessing that this one's probably the 350 one, um, there are two oak trees right as you start, so you kind of, the most ideal situation would be if you could do some kind of super s, um, curve. Um, with that being said, I'm going to try and throw, uh, the trespass on a flip throw type scenario. My guess is it won't work out, but I did get it to work out on the buzz, um, so that was cool. What else is going on. I think that's about it. Um, so yeah, hole number eight, uh, and I can see where hole number nine's t-pad is. It's behind me, so I'm not quite sure why they didn't put the t-pad for hole number eight down where the hole is and then have you play, you know, uphill the rest of the way, but I guess I'd have to talk to the person who designed this course, so, um, kind of a little squirrely, but that's how they do it at William Jewell, which is a very nice campus, I have to say. There's not been a, another disc golfer on this course so far, which is nice. You know, I can take my time and give you all my speeches and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully I don't throw this in the drink. Um, I'd like to keep this disc, but we'll just have to see what happens. I'll let you know what happens as soon as I get back. Here we go. All right, done with hole number eight. <laughs> my drive left a little bit to be desired. I'm going to tell you that I hit a branch like within probably 15 feet of my throw, which... I'm not going to say it actually screwed up my flight too bad, but um, it certainly did not go where I wanted it to, and I had no view of the hole. Um, I basically had a bunch of trees between me and the hole, so um, in that situation, I had a lot of room to my right, and so what I like to do is take my T-Devil out and kind of treat it as if it's like a putter, and then just let it curve right around. Um, Fortunately, that worked for me, and I was able to save par on that one. I did a little disc hunting because there was a lot of, uh, tall grass in that area. Didn't find any, probably got a bunch of chiggers, (laughs) but, uh, it was too tempting to kind of look a little bit to see if I could find anything. I'm up to hole number nine. Hole number nine is, um, 370 feet uphill. Um, it looks like it's on the edge of what probably is another soccer field. I'm on the backside of the baseball field. I can hear some guys, um, taking batting practice, um, so yeah, that's it is what it is. Um not quite sure what I want to throw here. Um I actually might just go with the T-Devil. It seems like it's been flying the furthest and it'll probably keep me out of the most danger. So gonna go with the Star T-Devil. Um, and see if I can't cut into that 370 feet by a significant amount. Um the the hole itself is right up by the fence, so there's a quite a bit of elevation change here. Um, It's kind of deceptive. Maybe it's only 10 feet, but um, it's pretty steady. So uh, I'll let you know how I do. Here we go. All right, so I just finished up hole number nine, um, and I was able to get a par. So after the first two holes, I got bogeys, and the last seven holes, I did get par. Um, I would say that this is pretty much a fairly fair course as far as the distances and the pars and those kinds of things. Hole number one and number number two is probably the hardest hole. Um I was really lucky to get through the initial drive um and set myself up to get a potential par but left it wanting on my putting. Um I did go ahead and play replay number one already. Um and I was able to get a par out of that just on the replay. Uh I had a little bit better drive, I had a better second shot and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I would say overall, this is a pretty good course. It's a long course and because you're playing around um, a soccer field, a baseball field, and a softball field. And then you have a creek going through there. And so you're going to get a lot of steps, which is always a favorite. Um, I probably will try to bring Treesbane out here sometime. Um, maybe we'll do another podcast. It'll, it'll be in the distance because I try to do these nine-hole courses whenever it's just me on my own um, without somebody to bounce stuff off of as we go through these things. Um, and then save the 18 hole courses for when trees bands with me. Um, because I think that it's just more enjoyable for the, um, 18 hole courses to have two, at least two voices on it. Um, but some of these, I don't know if we would have ever made it to them. So I just felt like might as well knock them out as if I had a day off. So, um, did that. Uh, I did find a couple baseballs and a tennis ball. So I'm going to be sharing those with my dog. Uh, she likes to chew on things and hopefully she'll like to chew on these old, balls have been sitting out in the outfield forever. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I do like this course slightly better than, um, Hidden Valley, although Hidden Valley is probably about 10 minutes closer, so that saves me 20 minutes from home. So I might be more prone to playing Hidden Valley. Um, and this might get a little bit more crowded once school's in session. There's not really anybody on campus. There is a sorority or fraternity, um, right after the first hole. Um, it looked like there's a cool rotzi adventure course or something like that after you get to around hole number four and five. Maybe it's hole four, I think. Um, so it was, it was pretty neat. Um, I like being on college campuses. Uh, I would say that this is probably a better one than St. Mary's. Um, uh, it has a similar feel because you're playing around baseball fields and softball fields, but at least you had tee pads. Everything was laid out correctly. So I guess uh, St. Mary's, you folks probably should come over to here, check out William Jewell, and kind of see... Rather than try to do 18 holes with only nine spots, try to do just nine holes and just try to do them well. Um, Anyway, that's kind of my thoughts on the issues. Uh, I'll let you go. Um, Keep banging those chains, guys. Uh, Hit subscribe. Hit like. um, Do what you will. So, adios. I'll see you next time. Later. Oh, thank you.